0: Podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network.
1: Qué pasa, campeones? Welcome to the Churros y Tacticas Podcast. It is January the 30th and we. Kian and myself are here for our loyal listeners to break down the action of Match Day 18 in La Liga Santander. Kian, we're almost at the halfway point. That will happen on Wednesday and in Madrid's case on Thursday. But Match Day 18 has left us a whole gang of stuff to talk about. You've been talking about it. I'm curious to get your takes on it. I've been watching it. I've been sitting back eating popcorn, and watched a highly entertaining game take place over in the Verdabel. However, in the end, Barça being the big victor of the weekend, I should say, as a whole, seeing as we've now opened up a five-point gap between the second place, Jema G. And uh, like I said, it was an entertaining weekend. I enjoyed Watching Real Madrid against uh, Real Sociedad a whole lot more, not just for the result, Kian, may I add, than I did watching Girona Barca. But uh, let's get into it, my friend. How are you
0: today? Great. As I told you, I'm extremely tired today. Low energy. um, I thought you uh, were going to go
1: opposite and be like, yeah, I'm going to cry.
0: I'll get some juice as the podcast goes on. Um, Yeah. Do you you believe me now? Style of football doesn't matter. Wins matter. Can we put that. Can we put <laughs> no. that to bed? It's been settled. No, Our star are winning. No,
1: absolutely not.
0: And no, uh, no, that's no. all that matters. No, I,
1: I. Quite frankly, I am very worried going into the the second half of the season. But but we'll get into that because what I saw from Real Madrid and what I saw and it took place rather a couple of hours ago or a few hours ago earlier today over in Madrid where they had the draw for the semifinals of the Copa del Rey
0: mm-hmm. uh,
1: I'm a little you know I, I would you have asked me before the weekend who do you want to draw in the semis? I would have said Madrid but after what I saw against Girona as well and it's sort of a reoccurring pattern with this Barcelona uh, and seeing how Real Madrid played against Real Sociedad like I said highly entertaining game Mm, yeah i'm not really feeling uh favorites like he- the heavy favorites that i want to feel going into this semi-final Final, i'm not feeling it man I'm not feeling it
0: that's interesting i mean you would be shocked to see how many Real Madrid fans were upset that we played well last yesterday because we didn't what do win you mean? they just like oh they're like we didn't but they're win. upset with the result none of it mattered none of it counted none of the- none of this um new style of football that Ancelotti introduced yesterday against Real Sociedad that mattered. None of it mattered. Go back, go back. It doesn't work. <laughs> go back the other, and play the play, the defensive football. This is not working. Um, which I, I disagree with, by the way, because mm. to me, it's about giving yourself the best chance to win. And what mm-hmm. we did yesterday was our best chance to win. We just got unlucky, I think. And yeah. so I, 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 I liked our performance. I did not like the result. I also.
1: So there you go. Performance does matter. You just answered your own question, the one you posed me at the top of the show.
0: To me, it's about whatever increases your chance of winning. If, if counter attacking football gets you the best chance, then do that. If this no. gets you the best chance. But this, I think, gave us more offensive opportunities and ironically enough it did not make us concede more chances did we concede chances yeah Real also see that could have scored a couple of times but we also conceded yeah, they did. M- we've conceded more chances playing defensive football than we did trying no. to win the ball high up the pitch yesterday I think now I think part of that had to do with Ancelotti's lineup selection too you know we did we had a younger midfield yesterday and I think that enabled us to to play a different style of football but how oh, yeah, happy
1: must you have been
0: with the younger midfield, well, obviously,
1: younger midfield, uh, Camavinga playing in the back, out of position. Although he played there in the World Cup for France, well but out of emergency as well. But then it yeah. wasn't. It?
0: Yeah, it's yeah. a surprising, surprising thing that's happening that actually has been pretty good. Right now, our two of our main stories have been Camavinga and Sabayos. I think the other one was Rodrigo yesterday, who looked great. But mm. Camavinga and Sabayos are right now in a lot of ways, carrying our ball progression and are super Mm -hmm. important to the way we play to the point where I don't think you can drop either of them. I really hope that Kamavinga doesn't get dropped when Chuo Mendy comes back and Mendy gets back. I think you have to find a place for him in the starting lineup. He looks great right now. And the fact that he's doing what he did yesterday at left back is another just impressive trait. Now, I think... I made this point a few times. I think if you put Kamavinga left back against Barcelona, that's a different story because that's a team that will test him more. Atletico didn't really test him. Real Sociedad didn't. So if you're going to ask him to be a defensive minded, he can defend. Obviously, he's got a great tackle on him, but his positioning worries me a little bit. So I think mm. you'll have bigger tests to come if he continues to play that. And I don't think that's a long term solution. But yeah, like you said, it's an emergency situ- situation. But yeah, it's funny that the narrative right now is that Barcelona are the ones who are playing poorly and winning and Real Madrid yesterday played well and didn't win. Yeah. Yeah. It is what it is. It's a funny old world. Um,
1: so so I, I want to dispel a few things. Okay. Nobody here is celebrating a league title. I think... No. People are very realistic, you know, with the current situation of the squad and what we're seeing as well. So what production we're getting from our team, which, uh, you know, let's be fair as well. Um, uh, we played against a very tough Girona side. Michel, in that sense, is doing a great job with a Girona that, if I'm not mistaken, tied in the Bernabeu. Um, They're, you know, a mid-table team that are now reaching their objective of most likely remaining in the Spanish top flight and, you know, having to fight hard to do so. And they might, they made life very difficult for Barca at home, playing more a defensive style of play than from what we're used to him, from what we're used to seeing from them, excuse me. Um, that might have caught Chavi off guard a little bit as well. A Chavi that was full of praises of, of Michel and, and, and Girona. Um, and let's be honest as well. The last game that we still had to play without our... And La Liga's top goal scorer, Robert Lewandowski. And on top of that, losing yeah. arguably our second best player after, what was it, 24 minutes or so, when Dembélé had to come off, and be subbed off, uh, injured how long we will see that we are hearing anything from three to five weeks and also give entrance to Pedri, uh, a a reminder that Pedri was not starting that game neither. It was a good game where the Canarian could have potentially gotten some rest. The point being is that, you know, Barca's or Xavi's A-team wasn't necessarily out there neither. Um, And despite all that, I want to, Obviously commend the team for still walking away with the three points. Pedri on his 100th game for Football Club Barcelona, scoring the winning goal. Now, you know, this statistics, we don't need to get into it. I can mention it in passing. Um, it's the highest goal-scoring Pedri that we've seen so far since his arrival. Um, 100 games of Barca, 82 as a starter. His win rate, I believe, was 65 games of those you know uh, to at this point state the importance of pedri i think is uh not necessary but not ne- uh, you know uh, it, it it's good as well to remind people that this guy is just still 19 years of age uh even if that gets old you know i never get tired of saying it because the importance of Pedri for club and country. I mean, the guy is like, he plays like a veteran. It, it, it's unbelievable and commendable how he's taken this team on his shoulders and really become just such a leader. Um, that being said, going back to the game, I missed a lot of the rhythm of the game, Kian. The rhythm of the game and the rhythm of games is what concerns me most when I watch this Barca. We talked about you know, how well they played against Madrid in the final in the Super Cup. And we talked about as well how the one thing that we don't want to see, I'm including you in this conversation again, is we don't want to see a drop off of intensity and whether it be through generating chances or just being basically playing in the opponent's half. I don't necessarily wanna knock the, the the pressing. I thought the pressing overall was still Generally good, and by that I mean, you know, the the ball recuperation, um, the players, you know, really chasing the balls down, making sure that Girona had the ball the the least amount possible. But then it was kind of like once we did have the ball, it sort of fell flat. Um, It started off okay, I think, in the first half, and then in the second half, it it just it completely disappeared. And at that point in time, you know, the last ten minutes or so. Maybe I'm exaggerating ten minutes, but it felt like ten minutes. Fuck, it felt like fifteen minutes, where you're actually watching Barca in a low block, giving up you know possession to Girona, and allowing one after the other after the other dangerous cross being put into the box. And and I w- I was thinking, look, we're we're gonna get out of here with a draw. We're gonna lose the three points. Uh, what a chance! But you know that's and and so that is the sensation that at least I was left with after the referee, thank God, blew the whistle and we did walk away with a win, but it was like, whew, it was like, damn, another close one. And there have been some. Um, so that being said, the numbers are still there from a numbers perspective. Chavi's doing an amazing job. And since the restart after the world cup, Barca is still undefeated. I think it's seven wins, two draws now. Um, but these narrow draws against the Getafe and and Gironas, as difficult as those games are, uh, for any manager, for any team to win, you know, you, you I guess, what concerns me is that is is the uh, against the Madrid in the final in the Super Cup, we see this intensity there, and, and there's plentiful chances created. Yesterday, we didn't see that, and we. I'll finish on this, Kian. What I wanted to kind of shoehorn in here as well was the conversation that we had after the Super Cup to say, let's see if Barca are able to sustain this uh, level of intensity in this style of play, or if we're going to see another repeat what happened last season where it just sort of drops off, fades away. Um, in which case, you know, we'd be left anti handed again this season. And, 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 and you know, that's, that's not progression that we want to see from this team.
0: I think the key for you guys is to not play Real Madrid until the last day of the season. That's your best bet from now on, because after you guys yeah. beat Real Madrid, everything falls apart, but the <laughs> thing is apart. but the thing is, you have to admit though, despite you guys not playing well after the Real Madrid game, it is the important thing is you guys are getting results i mean and that's if you're gonna suffer a dip, you might as well win while doing it and buy yourself some time to to get it figured out again because' it's not you're not costing the only. I mean, the only one dip in the last, what, like, couple months has been, what, the Espanyol draw? In terms of results. Espanol draw. And that yeah. one, yeah, guys, actually played well in. in and and mm. had a little bit of yeah. bad luck. The last two games, you two games in a row now, Barca have generated under one XG. That, that's pretty rare from you guys. Um, but I would say... The Atletico game was another one where I think you guys didn't play necessarily well. And apart from that first 20 minutes or so, that was obviously before Clasico. The Betis uh, Super Cup semifinal, that that wasn't a fantastic performance. Ansu with a brilliant goal to to get you guys over the hump off the bench. <clears throat> I gotta say, watching Real Madrid play yesterday, my biggest question to tie this into Barcelona and now three Clasicos coming up. Is this a game where you look at it as a turning point in terms of tactical shift? We had one tactical shift last year. It was against Shakhtar Donetsk in December where we started to play counter-attacking football and never looked back. This was the one deviation this year in our style of play where we tried something different. Younger midfield, Rodrigo as a 10. Is this, mm. is this a, turning point in the way we play, or is it just an anomaly and, and a slight deviation? Then we go back to too many Cruz Modric, which is not as fun. If I had to choose, I would much rather play against Barca the way we played against Real Sociedad yesterday than the way we played against Barca hmm. when we lost three 0 in the Super Cup. Cause I think for one, I didn't like the fact that we made Barcelona so comfortable because what also tends to happen, apart from the tactical shift in that situation, is that the confidence levels, the gap between confidence also spreads in the game between both teams. Because yeah. then you get Barca right. doing their passes, ole, ole, and then Real Madrid is like, oh, man, can we get the ball? It's it's all these psychological mm-hmm. things get added to the to it. To the comfort level needs to decrease for Barcelona. That's one thing that's important to me in these upcoming Classicals. The other thing is that no longer is Vinicius alone. Rodrigo was fantastic yesterday, playing in that ten role.
1: It was. I thought he scored that goal. I I, I jerked because I thought that actually went in. You jerked the one he sort of had. I started jerking off. I did. It was, <laughs> this
0: is a very interesting <laughs> it was very choice.
1: <laughs> it escalated. I no, just, I like. I, I got a jerk. knee jerk. Don't you say that? Yeah, you I, I got a just knee, add jerk. The knee jerk. I, I jerk like. All right, fine. That escalated quick, didn't it? Yeah. Oh
0: man, I need that to wake me up. Got, All right, so it got
1: really awkward really quickly there.
0: Continue. I had a. You did something when you, Rodrigo you. nearly scored. Yeah.
1: Which which no, part? I, are you I just thought and that that would. He was basically at the top of the box. Um, from the, he hit the side net. Basically, I'm not gonna. I'm gonna get me to go into this much more than. Well, he, he. The these, bottom line
0: uh, is he looked great, and that specifically in that role where he's neither on the left wing or the right wing, he's roaming around and combining with Benzema in the middle, Vinicius on the left, Fede on the right. He's doing a lot of. You great don't remember things.
1: the shot that I'm talking about? At the top of the bar, it was from the left side, basically. It hit the side net, like at the top of the corner.
0: Mm, it's for some reason it's blanking on me right now.
1: No, doesn't yeah. matter. It was, it was a great shot. Yeah, I, I, I concur. Uh, Rodri looked great. Vinicius
0: looked fantastic, dude. A lot of Real Madrid fans are mad at Vinicius last night for not scoring. Yeah, obviously. It's, it's, good, it's good to have the non-Real Madrid perspective. It's funny because every non-Real Madrid fan I talk to who is smart and I trust... They're so much higher on Real Madrid season than Real Madrid fans. It's a pessimistic outlook. Mm. You're you're like even drawing Barca. It's like oh well, season's season's over. It's it's over. Um, Didn't say that, but 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 like we did this um, at Managing Madrid. We, we did this collaboration with one of the co-founders of StatsBomb. We did a podcast with him, and, and, and he came to the conclusion like, look despite what you guys are they saying, and we recorded this after the Super Cup loss, like, you guys are better than last season. All this stuff will normalize. You, you're you getting unlucky right now to a lot of, and, and obviously after the Real that game, he actually messaged me and was like, well, this is confirmation of what we said. This is just bad luck. You guys are playing well. You mentioned the Vinicius thing. There was a lot of criticism for Vinicius last night. I think there's a lot of room for criticizing Vinicius's overall play this season. I think last night was not one to add to that. I think last night. But he listen, got a can bit you unlucky. can you
1: just very unlucky? Can you just specify what criticism towards Vinicius is? Because if it's just knobheads, you know, shouting out their frustrations on Twitter through anonymous tweets or anonymous profiles, then that, we cannot deem that as criticism. Mm-hmm. I'd like to know if this is people within your team, if there's articles being written, uh, you know, against Vinicius, or uh, because all I saw yesterday was a player that was creating a hell of a lot of chances for himself. Uh, The only reason was stopped was to the great work of, um, what's his name? Merino. Uh, Ramiro, Ramiro, excuse me. And the um, most
0: saves of his La Liga career in that game last night.
1: Is that a fact? Yeah. Oh wow! Well, yeah. Well, there you go. I mean, I, it, it, Vinicius is the kind of player that's able to create something out of nothing, right? And and it, it, he would be a dream for Chavi. I think Chavi would love to have a winger of that nature and uh, have Ansu Fati perhaps be have that explosiveness in him.
0: Okay, I I think it's a fair point that you bring up. Like, who is it that's criticizing him? Is it the anonymous Twitter people from their mom's basement? Or is it people like we actually have a lot of respect for and they're in the journalism circles and they're writing for us and they're our patrons? And the answer to that question is generally it's it's the first one. Right. I think that what happens is that after a game like that, when emotions are really high and fans are angry, you just kind of hear it more. You hear those loud voices more, those loud voices that don't generally come out. They come out in those moments and you just, the managing Madrid podcast, hears a lot of the general temperature and the tone of the fan base, because the nature of being the biggest Real Madrid podcast in the world is that it's just, you hear it you hear it from the fans mm-hmm. you hear it a lot right and and we also yeah. don't ignore fans because we like to engage and we like to build a community right but to answer your question no it's it's maybe it's it's the former i don't think last night was one of those games you criticize vinicius for i think ramiro had a really good game i think vinicius had some bad luck it's funny like vinicius got really criticized you remember the one where uh, where he nutmegs Ihan Munoz in the first half, and then he shoots it, and it goes really? just wide. The takeaway yeah. from that from a lot of the noise you hear is like not that, oh, that was an amazing play. It was like, this guy needs to get benched. How did he miss that? You know what I mean? And that's just, oh, like I generally I'm really good about ignoring that stuff. But mm, I think it eventually just builds say. nonsense. Builds so much over the time that you just sometimes you're like, man, you guys need to just chill up, just relax. It's a bit much. It's a bit much because you yeah. you assume that these guys are just robots who just go into every, and they ignore the fact that there's some things that are just out of your control. Goalkeeper being amazing mm. one play, or you know the fact that also, no one scores every shot that they 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 let fly. There's a lot of randomness. That comes to football as well. And on another day, maybe Vinicius scores three goals. like, Or maybe he scores two or one. Or
1: On another day, he has a hat trick. He could have walked away with a hat trick easily. That little chip as well that he tries to pull over uh, Remy.
0: Yeah, that was a good save. Yeah. Uh...
1: Look, they were all good sets, and, and then maybe the one shot that you could criticize him for was perhaps the one he shoots right at uh, Remito's leg, or he didn't really have to, I mean, he sort of made like a ice hockey goalkeeper save, but uh, I felt that he could have chose a better angle, perhaps, but uh, you know, it, it's uh, on another day he walks away scoring two, three goals, perhaps. Yesterday he walked away scoring no goals to the delight of Ocules, but uh, that definitely took note of that performance and um you know obviously knock on wood hope that come Clásico once the classic rolls around or I should say the Clásicos, because we're going to be treated to pretty much 30 days where we play a Clásico every uh 10 days i guess so there's the first of march there's 19th of uh march so 20 days and then uh, a couple weeks later, I think it's the 4th or the 5th of April, where we play the the second leg of the Copa del Rey semifinal. So 30 days or so, three Clásicos. I hope my defense is fully fit. Fully fit. Six goals in, what is it now, 18 games conceded. Props to the defense, no doubt about it. Marco taking thirteen now 14 clean sheets this season. Record-breaking... Breaking season for the German goalkeeper, Knock on Wood. This continues, and they'll stay healthy. But this is a something that I don't know if they're going to, if we're going to be able to keep up come the second half of the season. It's kind of unheard of to concede so many, so little goals uh, in so many games, uh, especially for a team like Barca and the style of football that we play, which is, you know, obviously more daring, high up the pitch, offensive minded, etc. Where, uh, our defenses sometimes, uh, on occasions get, get caught off guard or, you know, need to run back. Uh, or we allow teams to can you know uh, score through set plays like we we saw the almost took place against Girona in the final minutes of the game where again you're like why are we sitting back what what is happening here what is going on in these final minutes of the game where uh, the ball seems like a hot potato and Barca players don't want to touch it and 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 they just give it up to, to the opposition so um, anyway I'm I'm going all over the place I feel now ah just just yeah exactly so. Uh, Focusing back on on Vinicius, uh, I like him, <laughs> and I thought he played a great game. And if I'm a defender, I'm, I'm you know making sure I'm studying him, and, and I'm at my best when when I have to face him.
0: I love it. You you defend Vinicius from Real Madrid fans, and all day de- one, and I'll defend Ansu from from the Barça attacks that come in for him. There you go. Deal. I think I. I, mean, I just, both fan bases should just every time it gets really, really emotional, they should just bring one of us in to the opposing fan base. Just like come in like <laughs> and just calm everyone down. Like, hey guys, here's a non <laughs> non-biased perspective. These guys you like these the players savior. you hate, they're actually kind of good. Stop complaining.
1: <laughs> Shut up. Shut up. Some of these people on Twitter, man, I tell you, the the comment section anywhere, whether it be YouTube or Twitter, it's it's quite something. It,
0: I've <laughs> never ever so much frustration come out there in the a, world. a comment section where I was like, "Oh, this is so many, <laughs> so much logic!" Wow is great yeah, yeah, I'm going to just take couple hours just to read this, be- these beautiful <laughs> the only place that happens is patreon.com slash churrositacticas yes. and patreon.com slash managing those are the only two places that do those people at. I, I, I um, can't vouch
1: for managing but churros for sure
0: so how uh, you're, you're you'd rather do two games two classicos in, in the semifinal rather than one in the final no uh, well okay
1: would I, from a sheer spectacle point of view, I'm happy we're having more clasicos. Yeah, here we go. We got our little superliga now. Uh, <laughs> we <laughs> got the biggest game of football. It's
0: better, I think, to have two clasicos than one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That that's kind of where I stand on it. What what, what
1: what what what? I guess the the point I was trying try, or, uh, alluding to, or trying to make earlier was that right now. And this might be recency bias because had you asked me after the final, and I would say, you know, I'll take Madrid over two legs in the final, whatever. But right now, in this current form, and when I saw Real Madrid play against the Real, Real, Real Sociedad side, listen, that that I throw all the praises to. I did so uh, in the in the um, in the Copa del Rey as well. Obviously, when we beat them one 0 they come no
0: missing a but lot. But that of also players. here.
1: Here, like, that's what I was gonna say, Kian. Thank yeah. you. Missed a lot of players, um, but that still played a great game of football. Uh, but that Madrid, quite frankly, played very well again. So, um, mm. if we have to face you guys over two legs, first leg in the Bernabeu, a month later, that's the other thing. I mean, the second leg, the home leg, is is a, like good thirty days, thirty something days later. So yeah. a lot changes in a month. Yeah, it's but, uh, we'll see. We'll it's
0: see. it's not quite a month i don't think right it's I, th- I thought the
1: first is so the first leg is the 1st of march and the second leg the 4th or 5th of yeah, you're april yeah
0: right. yeah 4th of april for who knows yeah. I, this is slight tangent what a mess <laughs> no one knows <laughs> yeah. what day is what <laughs> i'm so lucky because i, I i'm going to anfield And then I'm going to the Madrid Derby from London. So I'm going London to Madrid. Sorry, Liverpool to Madrid. And I was going to fly back home. And thank God I didn't book my return trip. Because this Super Cup thing against Barcelona, I I might as well just stay like a few days later and go to the Clasico. But I don't know when the Clasico is going to be. It could be on March 28th. It could be on February 1st. It could be on February 2nd. Good luck planning that. Fuck. Sorry. Well, now...
1: So, but what what dates are you talking about? You're talking about the Liga Clásico or the, the Cup?
0: Uh, whatever one is. I think, no, the Super Cup first, like. So, the Copa del Rey, I mean? Sorry, Copa del Rey, yeah.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, okay. So, that one is the first confirmed.
0: No. when and then when the did league they get one confirmed? is the 19th.
1: So, si, see. Si. When? The, when the draw was made.
0: No, no, they don't know. They don't know yet.
1: Okay, then that's it,
0: my my bad. I, I it, thought it was confirmed. It could be on the second. There's actually mm. potential that it could even be on the twenty eighth of February.
1: Okay, my bad. I thought the first was confirmed.
0: No, unless it's as news well, that you that you just found out. But
1: uh, no, no, not at all, not at all. But but and and all of this is kind of because of the the Club World Cup, right? Well, that plays a role in. Well, this. Well, the
0: Club World Cup no is actually happening like next week. That's not even here. That's yeah, but just that's another... that's
1: no, but that's why that's when the semis are were supposed to be played. So they were it was scheduled for the semis to start uh, next, like week, next week Wednesday. Oh, okay. Yeah, and then the Club World Cup basically.
0: Well, you know, the other barrier is those that. Plans. Um, is that we play, I mean, just the the general league schedule. I mean, aside from that, the other barrier always is uh, just the fact that La Liga and the Federation never knows what's happening until like a week in advance.
1: That's for sure. That's for sure. That's for sure. Are you coming to the? Go ahead. No, you're still planning on coming for the 19th? The 19th of March, that is, sorry.
0: Okay, so now that we have, because we've never gotten into the Camp Nou before,
1: mm-hmm.
0: nor have we tried. Yes. So now that we have two Camp Nou Classicos coming up, I think my plan is to try to send you in to the Camp Nou Classico. And if he gets in, that means we're in and I'll just go to the April one instead. Because that I don't know if I want to just go to Barcelona. Because for Ewan, it's easy. He said, "Look, I'll just go to Barcelona. If I can't, I can just book a t- train ticket. For, it's like it's cheap, no big deal. I can stay with someone." So, uh,
1: what a sacrifice for for what, what an honorable
0: thing to do. Ewan has literally changed us <laughs> completely because he goes to every single game when Lucas and I aren't there in Madrid, and our our relationship with the club in the last two years because of I've... this has changed completely.
1: A I'm, I'm sure, I'm sure you don't have to twist his arm too hard to go to uh, the Bernabéu or come to the Camino to see a yeah. Clásico. He,
0: uh, I, he, he takes the sacrifice. Yeah, can we talk about Barcelona's upcoming schedule?
1: Okay, absolutely, but yo, uh, one the last thing that I drop it so there's okay. no chance of a churros reunion here outside the Camino in a bar.
0: Uh no I I actually opposite I would say you can guarantee it. I'm just not sure if it'll be March or April. Probably the April uh, okay. second second leg like Copa del Rey.
1: Yeah. Okay. Oh, that that'll be amazing. Yeah. All right. Upcoming schedule is brutal
0: for both of us. But for but because we were talking about like okay Real Madrid have that week from hell. They go Liverpool, Atleti, Barca, and then for the uh, and then for the return leg like at uh against Liverpool. We got Barcelona and Liverpool back to back as well, but you guys, I'm gonna just read this up. Barcelona's next Go. umpteen games: Betis, Sevilla, Villarreal, Real, Manchester United, Cadiz, Manchester United, Almeria, Real Madrid, Valencia, Athletic Club, Real Madrid, Barcelona, Real Madrid again, Girona, Getafe, Atleti, Rayo, Betis. Then it kind of eases up, assuming that you guys. Well, Ryo took points. <laughs> well, Ryo beats 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 us too. Ryo's amazing. Beats in everyone. In yeah, those yeah. Games. Uh, but but if you get past Manchester like United, you know there's going to be more in that. Yeah. In so it's going to be. This is this is when the season really starts right now for for everybody. Crunch. That's where it starts. Yeah,
1: and the, this is where <laughs> it starts. This is where I'm a little bit more, you know, held backish, a little bit more skeptical about. What we're seeing so far in the post Super Cup matches, where I hope we didn't peak too soon. You understand my fear, my concern?
0: Yeah, we've seen it before. We've seen teams t- peak too early uh, or start really poorly and then just go to another level in the spring. Time. Correct. But spring is when spring is when people get paid. This is why we Correct. why they make their big bucks. So it'll be really interesting to see the form of both these teams. And Hey, maybe we'll see three completely different classicals. Maybe one team will dominate one and get dominated. The other one it's there's three, three is a lot of games. This is like an NBA series. How many times you see it in NBA series, (laughs) a team gets blown up by 40 in game two, then comes out and wins by 20 in game three.
1: It's a marathon now. I think that's what we will see. I think we'll see very three, very different games.
0: Just uh, as different an aside, stakes,
1: as well, of course.
0: Different stakes. <clears throat> Just as an aside, I um, one of the reasons why I really, really enjoy uh, like a seven-game NBA series is because I find it fascinating to see the tactical adjustments from game to game. Because mm. when you're playing that as the same team over and over again, you start to learn each other's habits, and you start to mm. adjust, and then the other team adjusts to your adjustments, and that's what's really interesting to me. About facing each other, um, and if you remember, the obviously you remember the four clasicos in eighteen days. In eighteen days, yeah. there was a bit of that. You had the oh, Pepe yeah. Pepe midfield. Pepe, um, you know that was our high point, winning this the the Copa final, and then obviously, really forgetful memories in the Champions League against you guys. What was the other one? It was just a league game that I don't even remember, right? What happened in that one? It was a
1: league. Uh,
0: what did happen? Was that the 1-1 at the Bernabeu, I think?
1: It might have well been.
0: That one was Champions not as consequential as the other one, on our I think, If I remember correctly. Well, cause
1: you Madrid won the league that year.
0: No. We only won Copa, I think.
1: That no, you yeah, only no, you, won the Copa. No, that's, that's a yeah, 100%. You guys point. won the league, yeah, yeah, yes, 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 yeah,
0: yeah. Our hope was okay, let Barca have the league. I mean, let Barca have the league, but uh, then we can st- steal champions in Copa. That was the hope, mm-hmm.
1: yeah, yeah. And well, then let's, Messi did what he did.
0: Let's not bring up that because that opens a whole can of worms. Oh, so Pepe's red card and and Iguain's disallowed goal. Let, let's talk that.
1: about. Let's talk about the things that we agreed on. Uh, we saw one of the best goals in the history of the game being scored by
0: the best player ever. Pepe would have stopped it. <laughs> <laughs> he would have. All
1: these hypothetical bullshit. Fine. Yeah. Let, let's ignore the reality, the fact, what actually happened, the beautiful goal that was scored by Messi. Taking it from Busquets, literally... A give Busquets made
0: that goal, let's be honest. It, it, t- that goal's not happening saw Busquets.
1: That's what he says. When Busquets gets asked about it, he's like, well, if it wasn't for my assist, he would have never. <laughs> <clears throat> uh, boy. Well, habemos, habemos clásico. Uh, we wanted it. I wanted it. And we're going to get it. We'll see what we will get once uh, they roll around in about a month from now. 30th of Jan, so March 1st. Uh, in the meantime, my friend, we've got Betis and Valencia coming up. Uh, Valencia, that is in dire trouble with Gatuso. Probably the they've they're hitting rock bottom now. Is that fair? After crashing out in the cup, uh, had a decent season so far, but seems they've like they've been bad bats for so in.
0: long. I don't even not even yeah.
1: And and uh, Betis, so of course, problems. that. I think th- this could be a tough one for us, you know, uh, at least we'll have Lewandowski back, but uh, Dembo's out. Hopefully Rafinha and, and in particular Ansu will step up to the plate. This is their chance to uh, step it up. Cause I mean, Dembele will be out three or five weeks for sure. And uh, this will be a tough one. I- I- I'm expecting them, Betis that is to also want revenge in some sort of way from the cup and keep You know, continue their good season. This could be one where you guys uh, cut a few points back, a distance back with us.
0: I think this league is far from over. Five points is nothing. Nothing. Yeah. Um, Do you have time for two quick items? Yeah, sure. One of them may we may have to save for patron edition on uh, later, but what's this going on with Barca's registration of players? This is another, another story. I don't know. Every day I wake up, there's something about Tebas saying Barcelona can't do this. Tebas
1: is trying to make life impossible for La Porta. Uh, passing these new anti-lever laws during Christmas uh, wasn't enough. Apparently, there, something new was passed now and making marcos alonso's new contract that he just signed also invalid i'm not i'm not sure uh i don't know if you read about it i literally just heard about it in passing but uh need to delve in it more to have a you know proper or more informed opinion about it i just know that tebas is he's been on a roll man he's been on a roll so yeah I don't know what he wants, man. Does he want to kill off La Liga in its entirety? I I, I don't know what
0: what his sh- shtick is, but I think his end goal is to get Real Madrid and Barcelona on board with the CVC.
1: The CVC, yeah, yeah, yeah. He's putting a Which squeeze a on. it. That's, that's a very good point.
0: Um, it's
1: definitely. Have you started that Super Cup or Super League documentary? Not yet, no, no,
0: not yet. Okay. I'll watch it though. Um. One more question. Did you see, I mean, you've been following this whole thing with LeBron, the foul that wasn't called you've been following this?
1: Yes. It, which obviously it was. Yeah. It's, Did you
0: see the referees put a statement or tweet out? No. Oh, uh, say admitting that it was a foul. Correct. Uh, yeah. But the, the tone of it was really strange. It almost felt like sarcastic, okay. but it clearly wasn't sarcastic and also it oh. made me think like everyone's saying why this was they've been making bad calls in a bunch of games not just the lakers games and they only put out this in response to the lakers and lebron but never to anything mm-hmm. else from what i understand I, I admittedly i'm a bit behind on basketball uh, stuff the state this is the statement and i, I also wonder like could you imagine if La Liga referees put out stuff like this. They never say anything about it. Like, waiting oh, for them to, to do it. Yeah, we're waiting. Uh, the yeah. tweet says, like everyone else, referees make mistakes. We made one at the end of last night's game, and that is gut-wrenching for us. This play will weigh heavily and cause sleepless nights as we strive to be the best referees <laughs> we can be. It's just oh, a shit. weird tone, and it's from the official oh, account. It was... Uh, Sarcasm is oozing out of that. I know, but it's can... clearly not sarcastic either. Do you know what I mean? Right. And I also, it's know. only ever in response to LeBron. I right. don't know. It was just right. a weird right. thing. and It just made me think, like, do it, but do it for everybody. <laughs> and also, do it yeah. for La Liga after every game, all the mistakes you guys make. Please. 100%. So, I mean, while Nacho is
1: out there blocking… <laughs> Throw-ins like they are shots on basket. I mean, he got yeah, confused. Exactly. He thought he was playing when basketball. G-
0: I mean, uh, yeah, like Girona not getting a penalty in that game, or Dembélé stamping on like these guys. We need to keep these guys accountable, man. We need to have some <laughs> so explanation. Who,
1: who, who put out? Who put out the tweet? Uh,
0: the official NBA referee Twitter account and referee NBA referees official okay. verified account
1: okay I didn't know that they had uh yeah like an association or your no it's literally them or, like okay. if it's like yeah right. it's them
0: it's the official NBA referees uh-huh yeah uh, uh, uh. very strange <laughs> well
1: strange but I think it's a step in the right direction in the sense that referees are being held accountable or even admitting all by it be with a Ironic or sarcastic tone to their mistakes and striving for perfection, <laughs> as they put it, uh, and having sleepless nights about it. I don't know. It's, it's, yeah, like you said, I'd love to see this in La Liga.
0: Yeah. Mm. Any concluding thoughts before we wrap it up here?
1: Uh, just that I'm not sure which penalty you're talking about against Girona and the Dembele stomp uh, is canceled out by the Venetia stomping. Against uh, club
0: I have no response but laughter.
1: <laughs> there, that's for all you fucking haters out there in the YouTube comments and whatnot. Here you go. I gave you your little... You wanted a bone? I gave you a whole leg. Go chow it down.
0: They just did a jerk. Kian. They jerked I... <laughs> your comment. <laughs>
1: No, I'm, seriously, do you not say jerk like I cannot a jerk is not this. If I now google jerk, what am I going to find? Well, not you'll jerking find off, you'll find you the
0: verb and the adjective. You can be a jerk or you can jerk. <laughs> I've I listened, should... I've, I I've lived in Canada for 34 years. I've n- I've never heard no, anyone say I, I, I jerked in a different context <laughs> to the to the that <laughs>
1: Really? Yeah. You can't say like, this person said something that shocked me so much, I jerked.
0: Yeah, but you, 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 you say, you don't say it like that. You can say knee-jerk I, reaction, but that's a different, that's a different meaning altogether. Reaction, of course. Yeah. All right, all right. Okay. Or you can say the car, yeah. like I've, I've heard. Non-natives. Like, I've heard like if cars are just acting up, you can say the car was a little bit jerky. You can say that. Or Okay. Or, or beef jerky. That's the other context.
1: Here we go. Jerk. A quick, sudden, sharp movement. that That's exactly what I was referring to as I was mimicking. So, quien mal piensa, mal hace mi amigo. In Spanish, there's a saying, one who thinks bad does bad. So, whatever made you think first, that's...
0: All I'm saying is that if you go on, on NBA and on TNT and you start saying, I jerked. Shaq is definitely making fun of you.
1: When a guy is banging. So consider you me being and... the
0: shack to your Charles. Just looking out for you.
1: And you feel his body. That's still anytime I'm having a mo- if I have a bad day,
0: mo- i immediately go and look at that clip. Everything is okay again. It's gotta be the funniest segment on TV ever recorded. It's truly hilarious. <laughs> if you guys don't know what i'm what we're referring to just go look up um probably i don't know what would you look up that's what she said nba tnt something like that i don't know you'll find it it's not too hard it's hilarious (laughs) Diego, i gotta run look up charles barkley
1: charles barkley guys banging you (laughs) and and make sure you look at the links before you click on them. but yeah
0: yeah (laughs) Oh man! All right, it's time to go. I gotta go. <laughs> gotta go. Uh, All right, buddy. See with Me the kids. Too. All right, man. It was a good chat. We'll chat. Uh, it, yes. Later on, for an exclusive edition of Raw Churros, Patreon. dot com slash Go and do that and subscribe for more content. Thanks, Diego. Good chatting.
1: Thanks, Bud. Yeah, yeah. Peace.
0: Sports Social Podcast Network.